I didn't make bail Got time and a story to tell Started when I was nine years old Woke up and daddy was gone I started hustling and they couldn't tell me nothing Running in the hood trying to be somebody My soul was on empty I was searching for something Tried to be good All right. Welcome, guys, to Relationship 204. My name is Tanisha Simpkins. I am the host, and I have a various uh, co-hosts that will be in our discussion as well. We're here every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Why do we call it Relationship 204? Because sometimes 101 is basic, and a lot of times relationships can be complicated. So that's why we call it 204. So last week, guys, we were having a discussion, uh, what men want. What do men want? So I'm going to put that there. What do men want? Um, I got a lot of feedback, a lot of feedback. Even just now before going on, someone just sent me some feedback or review, actually sent a review. Um, I didn't know they was doing reviews, but uh, thank you so much who have joined the show since then. Thank you guys for the reviews. We hope to be going in, in a, a, a whole new direction um, to make sure that we're all on the same page. So I thank you. So now I have on the line here, I have Lewis. Hey, Lewis, how you doing tonight? Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, I was telling everybody about the topic. What do men want? It's such a it's, it's a it's a question that um, a lot of women ask. Well, what do we what do we want? What do we want? And a lot of times we try to get in y'all mind. We try to figure it out before y'all can even tell us anyway, right? <laughs> you know, that's what we do um, when it comes to men. We try to analyze. We try to figure out. Um, and sometimes the only thing that we have to do, and this is me as a woman saying is the only thing we have to do is just basically listen, you know, just listen. Um, it was something that someone told me a, a while ago, the person, they say, if you listen, then you'll know what they want, but you got to be quiet. So that's something that I try to practice, you know, just listen, 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 listen. And normally in a relationship, uh, Lewis, the guy, always say, you know, you're a great listener, you know, or whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm a great listener, but I'm listening listening to to understand or to find those keywords uh, of something that you actually want out of the relationship. You know what I mean? Is that true? Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know for me. Uh, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, look at me and, you know, they, well, why this and why that? And, you know, first of all, I'm a, I am I present myself as a good listener because I, I wasn't before in my early years. It was more I would react to what I think I know, but only to find out what little I, what little I did know because you know, it, it was very important to me back in the day what I wanted to say and what I wanted to portray an image as and not realizing that if you just sat there and listen and understand and kind of understand others, including, you know, women, um, you will find a lot of different things um, that are similar and that you can, you know, it kind of meshes. And we just want it in different ways. 
And I think the problem is we don't listen. So we'll just tell each other back and forth, but no one's listening. And we'll never get to the point where we can come to an agreement to say, wow, you, you're right. I'm, I'm looking for the same thing um, and never get anywhere. So I, I've, I've learned to become a, a good listener, uh, whether if it's visual, whether if it's audible, um, and in action as well. Now, that was the key word, action. Oh, my goodness. We always hear people say people make memes, people throw out those things, let your, act, let your you know, actions be better than what you say. Talk is cheap. Um, you're not showing your actions as what you do. I think I put up a post um, this week, something about um, action uh, as well. And I'm, I'm a big stickler on that myself. My thing is whatever you say to me or whatever you say, and I don't, I don't mean just in relationships. I mean in business. I mean in friendship, you know, all those things. So when we talk about relationships, it's about all those things that are on the table. Whatever you say, let your actions also include. You understand what I'm saying? If your actions don't include what you're saying to me, to me it's just like it's not that we'll put up a wall. It's just like, okay, well, you ain't saying nothing. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you just talking, you know, that, that to me, then I get to the, you know, talk is cheap type of thing. You know, if a person tells you, I, I choose a relationship, if a person tells you, you know, um, I love spending time with you, I love being with you, you know, all this stuff here, and then two weeks later, they pew, go in the other direction, or I ain't got time, or, you know, um, I don't want to talk, or, or something like that, and it's like, well, we're just Two weeks ago, you you so loved it. Now, what happened in between <laughs> then? <laughs> what happened between then and two weeks ago? Like, what happened? Did, did, did somebody miss something? Did something happen in between? You know, and that and that's that's when that's when women and I'm just using this as an example because someone sent this to me, and and that's when women, you know, um, this person saying that's when women feel like. Um, okay, do I need to question the relationship? Um, because now the 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 way that things are done, what you call it, is is off. You know what I mean? Like the way you usually do things now is off. So you know, Lewis, like is is that is that a sign or is that just a man being a man just feel like okay, I feel like you know, let me do me for a while. And not communicate. Um, um, I, I really can't. I don't know. I've had numerous of conversation with young men, uh, with older men, and I tell you, there is a vast difference in how we um, communicate, and, and a vast difference in how we um, try to get our point across. Um, and it's very important because, you know. To say something is one thing, to do a thing is another. And I know most women, they always, you know, they, they want the, you know, the action to follow um, the wording, which, um, which validates a promise. So if a man says something, it's inadvertently saying, I'm promising to do this. Because if I say a thing, then it, it should come to a fluent if, if, it's, if it's true or if it's something that I mean what I say. And I think back, you know, when I was younger, I would say a lot of different things. I'm going to be honest. I would say a lot of things to get the things that I wanted. And a lot of times it didn't happen. 
And now as I've gotten older, um, you kind of almost feel bad about the things that you say what you really want and you didn't because, you ca- you know, you caused a lot of hurt and pain um, and a lot of different things and, and caused people to go a certain way in their life with love because of your mishandling mm-hmm. of theirs. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes when you get older, you, you kind of come back and you wish you have done it differently because you start to grow this, you start to grow this heart um, felt about what you really, what you really want because now you're older, you know, you're single and you really try to build a family and you say to yourself, man, I wish I would have followed through with what I really wanted with that woman that I lost. And it, yeah. that's why there's a difference between how older men talk to young women. And don't get me wrong, not all. Still got older men still playing games. I'm talking about a man yeah. who's ready, a man who's ready to commit, a man who's ready to, to show and prove that his word is his bond. And now in this day and age, those men who are ready are not breaking, they're not breaking their bond. They're, they're just hoping that the woman that they meet they're just hoping that the woman that they that becomes attracted to them and decides to you know go with them in this life journey takes them for their word, and that's why most men like appreciation because it it says you are listening to me and you are watching me do what I say I'm going to do. Now all right. I want is appreciation for it. Right, right, right. And I, you know what, um, I, I I agree. Because just like what you said, sometimes when and – and one thing I really agree about what you're saying is the age difference. Because when you're young, that is so true. You do so many things. Us as women, we say so many things. And we do the same thing. Lord, I, I wish I would have, you know, treated that person right. I know which direction we would have been in. Or I, I knew that I was playing games when, you know, I was with this person or just saying something just to gain something out of them, whether, whether it was valuable or not. And I think um, what you said was about the age difference. It speaks a lot of volume because at a certain age, you know, I'm, I'm I'll be 48. You know, at a certain age, it's like game playing. What games? I can't I can't remember if I, I shoot something like that. So I can't play no games. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, It's just right. too much. It's just too much energy in playing games, right? <laughs> it's just too much energy in playing games. So when you when you are at that at that stage, you're right. You're either ready or you're not. And I guess that would be like what would be the signs? I guess there are signs sometimes of of showing a person that you're ready, you know, and, and showing them that you're not ready. If you can think of something right now, what would be a good sign that that person, you know, at at our age is not ready, you know, or I, I, is I, ready, that a person, I guess. That, that it can be detected in me or detected in someone else because I can tell you um, for a woman to understand or to detect something in me um, that I'm ready Number one, I would come with a plan. That means I have thought out, I have did a well, uh, I did some thinking, I did some understanding of who I am as a man, that I may have a plan to, to move forward and not just necessarily move forward but move upward because you find a lot of women, 
they know they get into a relationship, everything is all great at cloud nine. Everything is great in the beginning. And for men, we plateau. We go up and we plateau. We kind of stay stagnant. And that's one of the problems that some mm-hmm. women have with men, that we get to a point and then we plateau where women, they continue to grow because they want more. You know, they don't only just want the family. They also want the understanding of what, how a man structures his family. Not just having a child, because any man can have a child. We see that now in this day and age. What do you want to do with us as a family? How can I see you as a man to trust you that you can take us somewhere that my child can have a safe place to grow? That as I nurture my home, that I can make sure that when you come home, you don't destroy that. How do I know that? You know, And that's when you know when a man starts having a plan and you, you can think and you can follow his plan. Because you're included. That plan, if a man, if you are involved in a man's life and he has a plan, in there, you are fitted in there. And you should have no problem with asking questions as to where you are. Nine times out of ten, he'll let you know where you are. He'll let you know where he wants to take you. And you can't take that as this is too good to be true. And that's become a problem. Because a lot of women, they start to hear these things. This is like, this guy is too good to be true, but yet you prayed for it, right? Yet you've asked God to save somebody. Yet you've asked God Mm -hmm. to probably lay on your heart that you may understand this man that comes into your life. When he does, you can't now put a wall up and say, well, you know, I don't know because blah, 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 and you start doubting. So for me, it's having a plan. It's when a man can articulate. His plan is not just in words and also in deed. What I look for in a woman who I know she's ready, she's ready to support. She's ready to say, listen, I'm ready to work together so that we can, also, we can make this right. Not just asking questions, how do I handle conversation? How do I handle conflict? Yeah. How do I do this? How do I do that? Mm-mm. No, just do me a favor. Support me as I support us. And trust me, you'll start. You start to see. You start to see mapped out ways where he doesn't stop because he's out to prove that he is the man that's going to take this family somewhere. And kind of just to, I want to add something on what, what do men want? You know, as a man grows, um, he starts to not to look at just things for face value. He starts to not look at just I want a woman who can nourish. I want a woman who you know who takes care of her health who can be patient, right. who can do all those things. It goes far past than that. He starts to say, I want a woman who supports me in my structure of what I'm trying to present to her. I'm t- that speaks volumes in her because it starts to speak of her discernment and not just the things that she's saying and what she can do. It starts to speak, as, speak in her, not just her, um, her independence, but her in the, her interdependence, which means she's willing to take what she has and share it with the person that she's with, not worrying about right. who makes this amount of money and if he's able to support me and my family, you know, because of this lifestyle. She no longer thinks that way. She starts to think of the interdependence as opposed to independence. And that's how a man really look at a woman. Has she reached that particular a place in her life where she's ready to just say, let's make this work together. Mm, that's good. 
So one of the things that you did say, uh, which I thought was very um, good, and it also applies to as a woman as well, you know, um, you know, the same thing, you know, when a man comes, um, he's been searching and that's what he has, has wanted and he's found that, that jewel. But you said the word inclusion. And sometimes when you're um, single and you've been by yourself and you've been alone, um, you'd be a little selfish when you meet someone. It's hard to include mm-hmm. them in your life. You know, when they're when they're doing what you feel like when when they feel like they're doing all the, the right things but no, it's not. they're not actually no, it's not. they're not letting go. Go ahead. Also, um No it's not. Let, let me tell you why. Go ahead. Yeah, let me tell you why it's not hard to do that. Because what tends to happen with a woman, you know, again, I, I'm not a specialist in what women do and stuff like that, but I go on my experience, my mom, my sister, friends, older, you know, older folk that I know and, and just people that I've talked to. What tends to happen and what's not happening now in this day and age, you have people who are in relationships who are single because of the thought process. And that thought process is, I'm going to make sure I get mine because just in case, everybody got this just in case. As long as you have a just in case, meaning if he kind of act nut nut and try to, you know, leave and do whatever and I'm left by myself, I I got a just in case. You know, I'm still going to be, I've been this independent woman for so long, I'm going to still hold on to that and do the necessary things. Listen, if part of your life while you are dependent, is helping others and including others, that's your practice. It should never be a jump that you have to curl over because now that you meet someone who's supposed to add value. The adding value should tell you that I need to make sure I include my own value. And you can't be afraid to do that because if you desire to be a couple or you desire a relationship, a loving relationship, uh, a, a progressive cre- um, relationship, you must practice now as part of your human nature to include others with your money, with your time, with your spirituality. It makes it everything is just a smooth process or a smooth transition. Only people who are independent, who's about self, will have a problem with getting into a relationship and hard to let go of their singleness. And that's why today you have a lot of people in relationships who are single. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I agree. Wow. That that's powerful. That was powerful, Lou. This is this is Brother Gerald. This is Pastor up, G. Sir? Listen, I wanna add to what, what uh Lou just said. I I I wanna add to what Lou just said and about including someone and being having a single mindset. And I'm gonna say this to my sisters. Y'all might not like this. But this is a dose of truth for you. Uh, a lot of our, a lot of the uh, women, a lot of women have this independent mind uh, uh, set, and they, and I call it the independent woman syndrome, because they go into a relationship thinking, well, I, I, I I'm here because I, I'm, you're here because I want you here, not because I need you here. And the truth of the matter is, first of all. Uh, we were not created to be alone at all. <laughs> Men, uh, we're not supposed to be alone. God made Adam, and and He said it's not good for a man to to be alone. So let me make him a helpmate. And then He made woman. 
So it's not good for a woman to be alone because woman was made for the man. Oh, y'all don't like that kind of truth right there. But the 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 point is that we cannot, like Lou just said, you cannot maintain a uh, independent woman syndrome, uh, independent woman mindset, or, or independent man mindset in in any type of relationship. The Bible also says it like this: No one lives to himself, nor dies to himself. We need somebody. I love the the. Uh, uh, there's a song that Hezekiah wrote. Hezekiah Walker right. wrote years ago, and he said, he said, I need you. You need me. We're all apart. Listen, it might not be just you know just um, to the the body of Christ, but we need each other. Come on, baby girl, I need you. Come on, let's 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 build this empire together. And so I agree with Lou about you know no relationship will ever be successful with that type of mindset. And uh, the truth is, and it is my opinion and my experience that mostly women, especially our sisters, mostly women have that and that uh, that independent uh, woman syndrome or that independent mindset and. The truth is they have that independent mindset because we as brothers, we've dropped the ball. So that's a whole lot of truth for you well, tonight. what happens when, the, when if the man, why do, I guess my question would be to both of you then, because I, I found it in a last, uh, a last, a previous experience that um, that person had that mindset. It was um, all about what they do all about, at the end of the day, the conversation. You know, if a person talks like, you're on the phone for an hour, but they talk 45 minutes, it's all about um, their life. You know, um, it's all about their rules. You know, and and it's like, okay, you, you like saying, you say you want somebody, but you're not, you're not being saying let's include. You just want somebody. You know, talk is cheap, but the action part of it is what are you doing to have this person or what are you doing to keep this person? This person can be standing right in front of you. Um, you weren't on the phone earlier, Gerald, what Lewis was saying, you know, we meet people sometimes we do and say the wrong things and we have those regrets. Dang, I should, that person was a good person. You know, but instead mm-hmm. of doing that, saying that person was a good person, why not do it in the now? You know what I'm saying? What is it that maybe some guys that hinder them from um, including someone or, um, you know, or feel like, or making that person feel like, okay, um, I do need you. I know a song you talk about, I need you to survive, that song there. What, what, what is it that maybe, you know, some guys are, are not are not saying or not relating? And I'm well, not saying I, all I, guys. I, I, let, me, let, me, let me go first. So let me, let me keep it godly. Um, and I have to do it that way because I mean, we, you know, we, you, there are two different t- kinds of men. But you know, if we want what what the precious gift of life is, and which comes from God, period, um, then I'm gonna keep it godly. So I believe that number one, um, you cannot renew your conversation without renewing your mind. So in that conversation that you have with anyone. As a woman, when you speak, when you're talking to a man and listening to a man, and how he um, start to talk a certain type of way, you can tell what type if his mind has been renewed, because a man that's renewed 
by God's mind will never have to say, I, it's all about me. Because his, he will always talk about where his strength comes from. He would always talk about what, where he rely on. He will always have faith all up in there, getting you to understand that he has that type of faith that it will work out. He will never leave it to the point where um, he doesn't understand or he don't know. He will always rely on God's power, God's will, and God's to make sure it goes the way it's supposed to. And it has nothing to do with finances. I know a lot of times that the typical man talks about he want to get his finances in place. He want to get all these things in place before, but God has never directed any of his men in biblical terms or in the Bible to get all those things. He said to trust me, keep me first, right, and I will deliver all the necessary things, which means let your reliability be on me and not on finances, so then that man's understanding that when he talks to you as a woman, you can tell where he's coming from. You can tell where his conviction is and not what he's just convinced of. And once you understand what he's convicted of, you'll understand this man will do everything in his power knowing he has God backing him up to make it work for you and the relationship he desires to have with you. Amen. That's that's All powerful, right, Lou, Lou, That's powerful. That, I mean, and pretty much he just said everything. But just to add to that, you know, and, you know, and to just keep it a little bit more, you know, one hundred with y'all. And this is for both men and women. You know, sometimes to answer your question, why do we, uh, why do we tend to not include women. Sometimes it's simply because, like uh, Lou just said, we haven't gone through that uh, uh, transformation of the renewing of the mind. And then mm. sometimes I can exp- I can speak for experience, from experience. I've I've been in ministry for twenty plus years, and just recently, a, a few years, a couple years ago, you know, we I, y'all know I openly and candidly speak about uh, the relationship that I had. Uh, with uh, the infamous Wonder Woman, um, I was in that situation, and uh, and you know, preaching and teaching about uh, being a godly man and being you know uh, uh, having a renewed mind, and there were still some things that I had not uh, come to the conclusion of for myself. Uh, for instance, I was still trying to be who she wanted me to be instead of being who God created me to be. Here's here's what I'm saying. I was trying so hard to please her and give her everything that she needed that I lost myself and and I began to I lost my authentic self. I was so busy uh, presenting uh, the made up self, my my best my best uh, uh, made up self, uh, my best representative, as uh, uh, Shakina would say. I was so busy presenting my best representative that I forgot that the real Gerald. The real Pastor G was dying to get out, and in doing so and wearing that mask, I began to make mistakes in the relationship, and I began to shut her out, and I began to not include her in in, in certain things, and not include her in certain uh, portions of my truth, which then turned around and, and, and ended up uh, uh, biting me in the behind because the relationship ended. 
And a lot of times that's the mistake that we make, both as men and women. We try so hard to be uh, who that uh, who that other person that we, or the person that we need in the relationship. We try so hard to be who they want us to be and who they need us to be that we forget that being our authentic selves is what. Uh, we really need to be doing, and and if we're not our our authentic selves, that once you once you take off that mask, and that person doesn't like who they see behind the mask, guess what? You you as as the old folks about granddad and them would say, you up the creek without a paddle, child. You up the creek without a paddle because if they don't like. Uh, the real Gerald, like she didn't like the real Gerald. She didn't like uh, who I was outside of the church. She didn't like who I was behind closed doors. Come on, cause come on, come on, cause I'm gonna just keep it real with you. Not every day am I am I in the uh, in the prophetic, or not every day am I uh uh, uh you know I don't want to uh, be uh, uh, churchy all the time. Come on, somebody. I want to live and have fun and have a balanced life. And she didn't like who I was behind closed doors. Come on, somebody. And so, and because I hadn't presented my real self in I didn't give her that choice. I took away her choice to to uh, uh, choose to like me or to get to know me, which, which you know, again, that's not including. I didn't include her. So I, I agree with what Lou said, but uh, uh, the, the truth of the matter is that most of us, even the best, of, the best of us in the Christian world, most of us do that. Because we're so busy trying to please uh, the other person or get them to love us, and we get we we're in a generation now where we have to we uh, you know most people feel like they gotta buy your love. I gotta buy my love for you. You, know, you got I gotta uh, give you Gucci you know Gucci uh, purses and, and take you out on expensive dates and you know expensive trips. You know you you, you women y'all love to eat. Come on somebody y'all want to go eat yeah, we house we like go to the steakhouse and go to the you know y'all don't want just Olive Garden y'all want Ruth Chris. Come on somebody and if I can't give you Ruth Chris I'm trying everything that I can to give you Ruth Chris. Maybe I ain't got Ruth Chris. Maybe I got let's go to the park put a blanket on on the beach uh, you know on the ground and, and eat some bologna sandwiches. So this question here, so, and you always hear people say it, but sometimes we don't practice it because we be, men and women are so excited to be in love. Because love is a wonderful right, thing. Right. So we're so excited to be in love. Should we? We need to practice that 90-day rule, 60-day rule, or maybe even 30-day rule practice some type of rule because it's just like what you said and um, Lou said it earlier, we're excited when we meet someone. We're excited when we fall in love. And just like you were excited, Cheryl, but then mm-hmm. you comes out. You know, like she might say, well, I ain't know you like peanut butter and jelly. Well, I ain't know you right. know you like to drink wine. Or I didn't, you know, the, the person comes out, I ain't know that. Oh, 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 on Father's Night, you just want to be all alone by yourself, don't talk to nobody? Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know. You know, just this type of thing. You know, things come out. Right, right. I I myself have to practice that as well because that that was always my thing. But then, you know, sometimes you meet people, you're like, oh, my God, they are such a good um, uh, breath of fresh air. (laughs) You know what Mm -hmm, I'm saying? mm -hmm. So what do you guys think about that? Should we, I mean, to be safe? Should we wait those, I don't know if 90 days is a long time, but that maybe the 60-day mark, should we make it, should we wait until that 60-day mark to say that we are 
so involved or so serious? Well, well, I think I think you know I think it probably takes somewhere between thirty to forty-five days for uh, the real representative to show up. I, I I really believe that, especially if you're consistent in spending time with someone, you're consistent and you know. Uh, you know, hanging out, going out on dates. It's about 30 to 45 days for that real representative to show up. So, yeah, I agree. You know, make a, put a, put a 90 day, 30 day, 60 day rule in, in place because um, uh, I, I've heard uh, some a wise person say, see that person in every season of their life. <laughs> Come on, man. see them when they're angry. <laughs> see them when they're happy. See them. See them when they're stressed yeah. out. See them when, when when they got money. When they don't have money. Come on, you got to see this person in in everything. And, and and I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Sometimes because this has been my experience. Sometimes if you're spending time together, God will do something. God will you know. Especially those of us for those of us that move in faith and move, and we obey God. Though sometimes God will do a quick work. And those are those are those are you know some rare cases, but even in that, you got to be you got to be in a certain mindset. You got to be in a certain uh, uh, place and a certain faith level to know to trust and say, hey, I'm going to give myself fully to this person quickly, or this person giving themselves fully to me quickly. But even in that, you still got to get to know that person, and you got to be. The, the okay. bottom line is. The 90-day rule, 60-day rule, 30-day rule, it does not work if you are not being an authentic person. True. So you you can say what all day long, okay, I'm going to give this person 30, day, 30 days to, you know, before I commit. But if you're not being truly authentic, then the 30-day rule is, is pretty much null and void. Me personally, I don't have a rule. Um, I don't, I don't believe mm-hmm. in rules. Um, I really believe, you know, maybe it's just because the place that I am in my life right now um, and, and making sure the woman that's going to be for me, um, that we are on the same page and that we um, we're able to understand each other. And I really believe, in, and I can't remove um, God out to create the, the uh, equation because uh, for me, I'm looking for a life partner, a life partner that's going to be in it with me to the end, someone who's going to um, be my ride or die and back me up no matter what and willing to learn with me. So for me, it's like how do we, how do we put, and, and, and this is so, so true, how do we put God loves in front of, in front of worldly love first? so that we can accomplish the things to get a better understanding of what love really is. I think what tends to happen is we go on what the world thinks about what love is, and that is, you know, butterflies, and that's the, the, um, uh, the, all the necessary things, the cloud nine, the, the you do for me, I do for you, and all these necessary things. That, that's worldly love, um, and we use that to try to move forward. And nine times out of ten, we can look at the statistics, um, we fail. That's why there's 70% of black women who are single with kids because we put a different type of love first before we put God's love in place. You can't do that. That's backwards. You want God to bless it, then we have to put God first and what he thinks 
love is so that he can we can get it blessed. I think we want to get it blessed first before we can move forward. And this will remove all concerns about is he good in bed. I can't wait that long. I can't be with somebody that long, develop a relationship, and fall in this and fall in love and do all this stuff, and then it comes down to us doing something he can't satisfy. You know, I'm telling you, all that stuff will be removed of how you think about what you truly want. Because if you think about it, as you get older in love, true love, you start not to think about what he, how he can blow your back out. You start to not think about all those right. necessary things of him snatching you up and throwing you. You know, you want, it, you want it to be sacred. You want it to be between the both of you of now, can you love me in a way that has nothing to do with sex? Because that is what's going to ultimately sustain who we are as individuals when we get through our problems. It is not all the time make up, make up sex to cure our problems, and that's what happens in relationships. If you, do, if you allow sex to be the sustainer and the ruler of how you maintain your relationship, you're in for a rude awakening because that goes no matter in God or not. You got to have something that you started off with to maintain your relationship. And a lot of times it is right. the, the, the simple things. A lot of times it is those things that you can uh, – you, if you always think about this, a lot of times in relationships that go bad – that you break, that you wind up breaking up, and then your memories. Your memories isn't about how he laid you down. If you truly love this person, your memories about those simple things that you used to do together that remind you of each other. And right. those are those are things that's hard to let go. That's why people want closure. They're like, damn, how did we lose what we had just like that? And you never even told me what happened because mm. I thought we were doing good. Because you look for clothes right. because a lot of times you, you, you try to glue your relationships with the wrong thing. So I cannot remove God, especially now in this time of my life, when I'm with this woman that I'm with, we have to be on the same page. How about the 90-day rule that how can we develop our relationship with God first? How about that? How about we learn to let's see what will come about this? Because at the end of the day, if God's in the blessing business, it doesn't matter how you are in, in bed with each other. He's going to bless your, your relationship, your love, your understanding of each other to move forward, to develop a family if that's what you choose to do. And remember, when, you know, everybody always quotes this, um, all things are good, you know, all things are good for, for you know, are good for God no matter what, according to his purpose. But we forget the part about according to his purpose and according to his will. It got to be according to that will and purpose. All things just don't work good for just y'all. It has to be according to what purpose God has for your life. And if you remove God out of it, you can't use that quote. That quote ain't gonna work for you. So that's, for that's me again, true. Like I said, I, want I have to. I, I, for me again, once again, I have to leave it where I can develop a relationship with a woman to not have to think about all those necessary things that will come. Well, we have um, John on the line, one of our other co-hosts. John, how you doing? I'm John, really, what up, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I just 
jumping in and hearing about uh, uh, the question at hand here, whether or not I believe in the 30 or 90 day uh, rule. Um, wow, that's, uh, that's a good question. I don't quite get the purpose of the 30 or 90 day rule. Is it to make yourself not look easy? I've heard of couples that slept on the first date and still married. And I've heard of people who held out three, four years and didn't even make it to the marriage. Uh, I mean, I think if you're going to be but not just go- sex, though, not just sex, because we're what do you talking mean? about how how sometimes after a while they actually reveal who they are. You know, it's like, oh my uh, God, you. you, you. I- I still have an issue with the 30 to 90 day rule. Here's why. Because, I mean, I can fake it for 90 days. We're just talking about 90 days here. My, my rule of thumb is this. I, I, I don't believe with dating there's a set time. Uh, sometimes it takes certain circumstances before you see an individual's true color. But I like to tell people at least a year. That way you you're, you can see uh, an individual just throughout all seasons. Maybe in the summer is when they act up. I don't know. Maybe it's during the winter they get cold and, and choke people. I don't know. But it gives you, I think a year gives you just enough time to see as much as, you know, you need to see. I do not think like a job. Uh, 30 to 90 days is suffice because I know a lot of individuals who can fake it for 30 days. I know people that can fake it for 90 days. In fact, on a job, many people are on their best behavior within that 90-day probational period. It's after they've unlocked you in the contract that you act the fool. And so uh, I don't know that I'm, I'm necessarily in support of the 30 to 90 days because I do not think it's enough to judge uh, whether or not somebody is being their true self or if they're they're still faking the funk. And most people present their representative. Most people come in. Uh, it's just like an interview. Nobody wants to show you in the beginning, you know, at an interview. Nobody shows up to an interview and say, listen, I'm late all the time. I steal stuff. Uh, sometimes I choose just not to show up to work. That's, you know, the interviewer has to look beyond and see that. Um, but in dating – you don't have just one interview to make that decision. And so I think you should take as much time as you need. For so some people, all they need is a day. Uh, and they can detect who the what kind of person they're dealing with. And for some people, they need a lot more time. Uh, I've just heard of too many marriages where he was a great guy while we dated. She was just a phenomenal woman and then turned out to be the devil after marriage. We didn't vet properly. And so I'm more so on the quality that we use to vet the the process of vetting versus the time because if you if you vet properly, uh, it doesn't matter how long it takes. It could be a week, it could be uh, a whole year. But if you vet properly, I think that's that's where the key is. Uh, doing an extensive investigation. I support investigation. Uh, you need to know who you're. Doing. <laughs> You'd like to so let me ask you this question. <laughs> So um, we want to welcome Shakina. Hey, Shakina, she's on the line as well, one of our other um, co-hosts here for Relationship 204. And if you are a listener, I do. I know I have listeners out there that are listening. Um, if you would like to add something to the conversation, just press 1 outside the last four digits of your phone number, and you can go ahead and make a comment. 
my question my my question would be for that. The question was we were talking about Shakina about should you wait a certain amount of time before actually getting into that love stage with someone because some people can fake it till they make it. And one of the things I love that Gerald said, and you kind of almost said it too, John, is um, you got to see that person in every season of their life. Oh, my God, I love that. Um, and and so what if you see them a season in their life and it's something that you don't like or it's just like something that you maybe not be used to or it takes you by surprise? Um, do you immediately say, you know what, I'm I'm not going to deal with this and, you know, go the other direction? Or is it something that you compromise? Or is it something that you say, hey, let's see what we can do? I mean, for you guys, what would you do? Because everybody has a different reaction. We know that. You know, my reaction is, and I'm probably bad at it, I probably like deuces, but, you know, without giving a person a chance, uh, but I try to let my discernment kick in. <laughs> but, I mean, like, what would any of you, and I'm talking to both men and women, if at a certain time things change and and it's not it's not something that you used to, what is your response? I, I, this is John. I think it all depends on exactly what it is. Um, you know, let's say month number nine, you're in it with this guy and he chokes you. Uh, maybe you're into that kind of thing. I don't know. Uh, for, but some, for somebody, <laughs> forgive me, y'all. Oh, <laughs> but for somebody that may be crossing the line. For somebody else, uh, they feel that there's something they can they can work through. I think it all depends on exactly what it is. You know, uh, maybe I caught you in a lie. I'm not going to destroy the whole what we've built over a lie. Right. Not depending on what it is. Now, if you smashed all of the homies and you failed to tell me that you omitted that fact. That's a big thing to me. Yeah. And so on, it's a big depends, thing. Yeah, That's it depends on what it is that has occurred. Everything cannot be weighed equally. And so uh, we all know what we can handle when it comes to certain things in a relationship. And so uh, it's these things. With relationships, it's never one shoe fits all. It's never white and black. Just like the name of the show, it's not relationship uh, 101 because it's just too basic. And there's nothing basic about right. relationships. It's got to be relationship 204. It's never just that simple. Uh, there's always a underlining, more complex thing with it. You know, you're dealing with just a little, you know, somebody told a little lie. We all tell a little lie every now and then. Uh, but are you dealing with a pathological lie? They lie for no reason. You know, I've been with one of those. <laughs> and let, know, me some add, people... let, me add, let me add to that. Sorry, guys, that I'm late to the show. But also we have to look at, I totally agree with you, John. But we have to also look at the fact that we need to be real with ourselves because sometimes I'm speaking from a woman's perspective, we ignore that major thing that John said. We ignore the fact that this dude just told me. And, yeah, he came at a random nine months. He what? And he just told me. She might be and into that, though. Okay. That's, we nine months in, and I may like you doing we doing intimacy, but not doing an argument. So I don't know if you calculating the time frames and when that need to be appropriate. You know, <laughs> so well, you confusing them. You confusing them. You confusing them. It's right. a confusion. So I think we, as a relationship, and in, in our relationship, we got to be real with ourselves. We have to say we have to really <clears> step back for a moment and have a conversation with ourselves. Am I okay, really, with what just happened? Am I okay mm-hmm. with the fact that we nine right. months in 
and I'm just finding out that you really married, but you separated. Am I okay well, with that? That's something that should have been on the table from day one. So we have to just, I think, for a relationship, I can give any advice. I don't. You can't control what the other person do, but you can control what you allow the other person to do to you. Mm-hmm. And I say, mm-hmm. when these moments happen, like what John said, they can happen. You need to be real with yourself and think long term. Am I really okay with that? And if I am okay with a man randomly choking me, and it's not in a sexual way because that's what I like, but it's an argument, why am I okay with that? And have that conversation with yourself because something may not be right that you need to evaluate, and that's my take. Well, well, here's and, and this is what I want to add to it. I think everybody is is right on and right on point, but it just it it comes full circle back to the first question about the thirty to ninety day rule. And that rule, even though you know uh, uh, Lou said that you know we got to keep it godly, uh, John said you know it really don't work uh, uh, because you know some people can fake the phone past ninety days. But that rule, I, I'm gonna say that rule only works. When you are being an authentic person, uh, and, and we had a show a few weeks ago uh, where, where where you know we we talked the the subject came up. Are you really ready to be in a relationship? I, I think it was when we first went into quarantine, and and we were trying to figure out a hey, I'm not really uh, comfortable or or really. Uh, 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 ready to be cooped up in the house with this same person for 14 days, 15, however long we've been in court. We were at 14 at the time. The, the, the question comes up, are you really ready to be in a relationship? And if you're not ready, like Shakina uh, just said, if you're not ready to um, really ask yourself those hard questions, what am I willing to accept? And if I am willing to accept certain things, why? If you're not really to willing to be authentic with yourself, you cannot be authentic with anybody else. And I'm sorry, Boo Boo, but you're not ready for a relationship. And and a lot of times, what we do is we fall in love with the idea. Uh, some uh, right. someone just said that to me today. We fall in love with the idea of being in love, with the idea of being in a relationship, and we really don't really understand the uh, the the rules or the the uh, the the responsibility or the weight of being in a relationship. Because let me say this to you guys. Being in a relationship is not about you. It's about the other person. It's always about the other person. You might have some certain things that you like and certain things that you're looking for, but if you're in a relationship, it's not about you. It's about the other person that you're in a relationship with. And until we can get that into our minds, my brothers and my sisters, we are going to fail miserably at relationships like we are doing right now. We are failing miserably at this thing called love because we are expecting the other person to cater to us instead of uh, uh, we uh, catering to them. That's my that's my take on it. That's my y'all don't and like let me take the word that's my take out. on it. the the women the women just want to go oh go 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 out to eat and eat for free. The men wait yeah. Let's take the word catering out. I think that's another reason why relationships go bad because everybody want to be catered to. Let's mm-hmm. take that out that's because true. if you go back to the beginning, God did not make Eve to cater to um, Adam. He was a helper. 
And so right. I want to look. I want us to start rethinking that. Let's deprogram ourselves. It's a learned thing that we've heard for years. But let's reprogram ourselves to stop saying cater to you, you catered to me, and let's start saying serve one another. Let me figure out how can I help you be better, and you figure out how you can help me be better. And so that way, because when you say catering, it it comes off like you do what makes me happy. That's what it comes off, and. And and people is like, well, where about what makes me happy? So let's let's well, get away well, from well, let me, that let mindset me say this. Let me say this. and let's take it I, I to agree. the place of how can I make I you agree. a better human being? And that be I agree with you. I I agree with you. I agree with you. Let's 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 change the mindset. But let's go a little bit deeper and dig and dig a little bit deeper in that that vein right there. If you hung up over a word. Called that if you're hung up over the word catering versus the word serve, then you need to go and get delivered. I'm just gonna no, tell you the truth delivered. because it's, it's the same. Hold it. It's, it's the same. Hold on. It's the same thing. Wait. No. 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 It's the same thing. It is the exact same thing. But we get caught. We get caught up they, over words. We get caught up over words because we're not authentic. We don't want to ever. We don't want to be put on that. We don't want to put be put on that level or, or be put in the category as I've got to cater to somebody. Okay, really, yeah, yeah, the, the truth of the matter is, you should cater to me. Everybody don't have that knowledge, and that's what this platform, that's what Relationship Two Hundred Four is about. It's about helping people who have been programmed the wrong way for so long hear another perspective. That's exactly what this is about because I was one of those people right. that looked like that. A man can't cater to me. That's right. my, my, mama, my mama trained me, if you, you need to marry a man that loves you more than you love yourself. So guess what? That's cater. You need to cater to me, honey. So I was learned, I was trained up a way that was not right. That's not that's not how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to love one another, submit to one another, help one another. So these platforms that's, that we're true. offering to people tonight is to help recondition oh, their yeah. their mindset to think differently. Because the way we was brought up, it was right for somebody, but today that may not be the way to go. That's all. That, that's that's true. That's true. and I think what we're what we're saying is. We, we, Matter of fact, I know what we're saying is the same thing. I just want us to not get caught up over certain words because if we get out, if we get caught up over the, if we get caught up over the minor things and we start majoring on the minors, which is what we do, then we we miss the bigger picture. The bigger picture is I am meant to serve you. I meant to cater to you. Do you understand what the, the Bible says? When the Bible says, for a man to love his wife like Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Do you understand that in, the Bible says, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us all. Do you not understand, my brothers and my sisters? That's the way you're supposed to love your wife. While she's yet in her own, while she's yet, while she's yet in. We got some men that sixty years old, and they have not figured that out yet. So we have to teach them what that scripture really means, and that means sacrifice. That means understanding what First Corinthians 13 means. I love is patience. It's kind. It don't boast. It don't envy. But number one, it don't keep count of wrong. We have to educate people 
what that is about. We cannot assume because we hear the word catering that everybody understands the difference between catering and serving. We can't assume they know that. And so this platform, Relationship 204, is all about being the person that say, let me help you be the voice of reason today. Let me give you some wisdom. What you're thinking yeah. is right. Can you consider this? I don't want to take away nobody's truth because what you was brought up in, that's your truth. But I would like to give you something to think about and let your Holy Ghost tell you which way to go. And so I want everyone that's listening to this show, Relationship 204, that have the benefit of hearing a man perspective and a female perspective. Take in what we're saying, y'all, and don't take it lightly. And if we're, if you're feeling some type of uh, concern or question on the inside, go with that. Obviously, God is trying to right. reshape something that's in you. If you're feeling like, man, what they're saying may be true, dig into that. Go talk to God about what we're present, uh, presenting to you all on tonight because God is trying to reshape something that you may have been believing for years is right, but it ain't land you your husband yet. It ain't land you your wife yet. So maybe, just maybe, what you have was taught was not wrong, was not right, or haven't got you the results that your parents got. And so maybe you should do something different. And you know what, Shakina, that book that that leads me to. Sometimes um, we blame everybody, but we don't take a look at ourselves. Sometimes in relationship, and that's just like sometimes we keep picking. Uh, a young lady had wrote something on Facebook, and you know Facebook is free for all to me for me to get my comments. And um, no, it was a video that she put up, and all the women was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." So I put on the video. I said, well, I don't have those problems because I have options. There are different options. And I said, she keeps choosing the same person. And in the video, she was saying, ain't no man and this man and all this stuff here. And some of my some of, some of my women were, you know, a man and her. And and then the person said, well, Tanisha, why do you say that? I said, it's simple. I said, I said who we meet initially in the beginning. I said, after like a minute, you can tell what type of category they in as a person, you know, before actually giving them your phone number or, or, or going out on a date or even continuing the conversation. I said it's who we choose in life. I said if that's if that's if that's the person that you always get, that's the person that you're always choosing. You understand what I'm saying? So so my thing about this is excuse me, um, we have to um when we're talking about the ninety days and when we're talking about other different conversations, we have to be subject to everything, as I was saying in the beginning, we have to listen. We have to listen to, to certain things that they say, certain triggers that they say. And if, if something do come up, like um, John and, and Gerald were saying about the seasons, you know, after a season they'll show themselves. Just like you said, Shikin, you got to realize, can I deal with it or not? Do I want to accept you know, that this person sometimes lies, okay, or this person sometimes say, my husband was a big flirt, you know, he, and he was good looking, so he takes a bad tall, good looking, so he was a big flirt, so that's just something that I, I kind of accept, but he wasn't, you know, doing nothing, but he was, he was that, that, that guy, you know, um, he thought I was a flirt, I don't know, but, you know, it's certain things that we accept, and then when they come up, how do you handle them? You know, when they come up in the relationship, when disagreement comes up in the relationship, do we just, you know, one friend say, like I just said, you know, sometimes you just walk away. Do you handle it? Do you talk about it? Um, it's it's all in your makeup because everybody handles your handles 
um, conflict different. You know what I'm saying? The kingdom, everybody handles it different. One person may say, well, you know what? We broke up. It's over with because they don't want to handle it. You know, another person may shy away. I ain't going to pick up the phone if I, if I wait a couple of days and, you know, the conversation will go away. Or one person may be, you know, especially when we did on it. What's up? What we got to talk about? <laughs> you know, you did on it. You want to talk about Um it's a good relationship, and, I, and I'll say this for, for both men and women, because sometimes we may have situation, but it can be a good relationship. I don't know if I'm right or wrong from y'all, but it can be a really good relationship, and it's according right. to how you handle whatever some conflicts may come. Sometimes we just get overboard and doing the most. And it can be a good marriage, it can be a good husband, it can be a good wife, or a good, you know, beginning girlfriend, you know, uh, boyfriend. You know, we always ask Tanisha, those old people, see. how do you stay together? You I see. say, good, they say they're doing all kind of crazy stuff. <laughs> no, but you got to you know, see and you're where you are. You just made a valuable point. See, you took the time. You, you told me, you just spoke about the, the young lady and how she was seeing things. And you said it started from the beginning. You took the time, you probably need to elaborate on this, to evaluate, to go back to your beginning, to see why you made the decision to even be and go through what you went through in that beginning. So when you moved on, your decisions were different. Your moves were different. The reason why that young lady kept making the same issues because she didn't take the time to get understanding about her, her moves in the past. She didn't take the time to get her healing and her deliverance. And I think that's what we she need to, ready to be people to do. Right. She needs, we got to take people of God or men who are secular people, I don't care who you are, you got to take a moment after a relationship and go and play that thing back. Play it back. Tanisha, you are able to do what you did because at somewhere along the line, you played back your life. You played back the decisions you made with your from the beginning, from whoever it was that didn't get your value, didn't handle you right, and you made better decisions each time. I was looking at y'all all, I don't know if y'all see it, I ain't going to say y'all all see it, but uh, hip-hop, what is it, reality, hip-hop, loving hip-hop, and loving hip-hop New York, there's this chick on there where she's in an open relationship with the other man. And the woman that thought she was the main chick found out on the episode, yeah, I watch it, I don't care, it's guilty pleasure, she found out. On you mean Atlanta? She she, Atlanta? Yeah, she thought she was the main chick. Kind of find out she done been replaced with an open chick. And when I say open, meaning she the head, the open chick is the head chick, but she open to him doing what he want to do, and she doing what she want to do, but every other chick after her need to know that she's the head. And they had a meetup, and she and the, the, the side chick was like, you dumb as I don't know what, to be okay with being with a man that can have all kind of other women. Clearly, she has not found herself. She's if you're okay, and I don't know who's listening to us, with your man being with all other women and you being the main, but you still pieces. You ain't the main. You a piece of the puzzle. If you're okay with that, that's a problem. You have not did what Tanisha did. Went back to the beginning to figure out, dang, I ain't like how the, dude, the first dude did me. What did I do wrong? and reevaluate yourself, then you are lost and you need to call anybody that's on this phone line, Gerald, John, Lewis, me, Tanisha, Melanie, whatever, for some counseling because the the world you're on is going to continue to lead you in a cycle. And, and that's, that's not right. good. So you need to take time that's to right. figure out 
what's going on with yourself. If you continue to date the same people, different names, different complexion, but you having the same outcome, you haven't taken the time that you think you took. Because if it's still showing up, you need to give it some more time before you start dating. And, and then let me let me add to that, Shakina. I want to add to that. Hold up. You date the same people and, like, you're getting those results, but guess what? And then you date somebody different, and then you're uncomfortable. Ooh. You understand oh, what I'm saying? Come that. on. Come on. But that happens. Deal with it. Right. So what do you do? You know, because now they're presenting something totally different to you, and you're looking like, hey, you see this. I was about to cuss. Hey, you see this, you know? You know, like what right. are they doing? You know, I'm not used to I'm not used to somebody loving me like this or or doing this or you know I'm not just too much. You too nice. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's, yes. It's, you know, like when, when the when when the other shoe gonna drop? When the other shoe gonna drop? Yeah. Right. Yeah. They just waiting. They waiting. Like I'm waiting for something to happen. So like, oh, this too good to be true. I'm waiting for something to happen. But that comes from Tanisha, what we talked about earlier about when a guy comes and it's the right thing and you did all the praying and you did all the crying mm-hmm. for the real man to come and all of a sudden oh, you, you kind of almost have, you almost kind of have some doubt. Like, and a man, right. a man can see that, but it takes a skillful man to know not to just brush that off, but to help her understand on, why he's in. Come on, I'm packing them bags. And I come think on, what, what Shanika said, um, Sh- um, Shakina said before, was that it has to be some type of self-evaluation you need to have of yourself first so that you can right. welcome the good and the bad and know how to decide how to, how to add that type of value um, to the next person. Because you have mm-hmm. to, at some point, you know, and, and I was, the scheme of the subject of what do a man want, he wants a woman who, number one, had have some type of experience, and when she did go through a bad situation or a destructive situation, did you learn from it, and did you get better at understanding what happened and how to move on from it and to get better in your next relationship? So the skillfulness mm-hmm. comes from both ends of self-evaluation. We all have been through hurt. We all have been through letdown. But some of us have moved on by getting skillful at how to overcome that. This way we can help each right. other grow from those beginning woes that we had so that we can see that this special person is in my life for a reason and I'm here for the taking. And that's when you start Come taking on. advantage of what Come the trueness is of being together. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say something? Yeah, that's good. I've learned. Go ahead. I have learned. Let me say this. I have learned myself how to. I, I've I've learned the skill on uh, that I needed to learn to to uh, get over the hurt and the the um, pain of all of the things that I've experienced in bad relationships. I've even learned. I even took out the time to deal with myself. I even recognized that in my last uh, uh, relationship, I was wearing a mask. And and I don't need to wear no mask anymore. I need to be authentically Pastor G, authentically Gerald, whoever I am. I need to be that that person and present that person, uh, good, bad, and indifferent to whoever God allows me to find and whoever I'm pursuing as my wife. And because I did the work, because I did the work to get healed, because I did the work 
to, uh, as Lewis said, I, I developed the skills to, uh, to move forward because I did that, because I took off the mask and didn't put it back on. Sunday I will be getting married. Wait, what? Hold on, somebody called Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 what? Yes, sir. Oh my God! Wait. Did y'all see how he cleared that in? What? <laughs> wait, wait. Congratulations! Are you no, no, Tanisha, Tanisha, hold it, hold it, hold on. No, congratulations. <laughs> no, we don't be here.
you know. Wow. Real, you know. I know and, the man can uh, appreciate I, I, I'll hearing say, that. Huh? I said, I know the man can appreciate hearing that. Come on. Well, yeah, because you know she she was she was she was the kind of woman that really under you know women ask me often when I speak, my book will be out if I can say it. I have a book coming out talking about our love story. It's called I Said I Do So I Am, and I've spoken in a few places. And one of the things that a lot of women ask me is, what was it about her that made me love her like that? Because a lot of women, especially black women, aren't used to seeing a woman or being loved the way they deserve to be loved by some men. So. And the thing about my wife was she studied me, like studied me and acted that's accordingly. That's right. I said that earlier. That's what she did. Yeah, Shut up. That's what she did. Shut up. So let me ask you this question. Hold on, hold on, Jared. Okay. Hold on, Jared, before you get into it. Let me ask you this question, sir. Um, Yes, ma'am. Now that you are, you are a widow, okay? So that means you are single. Um. Yes, ma'am. How is it is it hard for you to meet a woman and do you try to match their personality or do you find yourself matching their, their personality up with that person? With someone you well, meet let, someone let, new? Let me let me answer that okay. with this. I, I was asked I was asked this a, a, a while back my I was a, just before the COVID hit and I did a speaking engagement and a woman asked me that knew my wife, uh, do I think I could ever love a woman the, uh, the way I loved Mary, and I told her no, because they're not married. I can can I love with the right. same intensity? Yes, I can love a woman again with the same intensity because I hear I see how the same kind of heart I had when I married her. So of course I can, huh. but then I can never love them the way I loved her because they're not married. But I can love okay, with I the same intensity too. though. <laughs> I got a question. Listen, huh? so, so I got a question Listen. too. So you said earlier that she loved you a way that no woman ever loved you before. Well, you know, the Bible tells us that the man supposed to love us the way Christ loved the church and gave himself up for it, and we're supposed to honor and respect our men. So that made me believe that, yeah, we're supposed to love our men too, but men love supposed to be exemplified a little differently than how we do it, according to the Bible. So my question to you is, could it have been that, yes, she loved you, but she just had so much honor and respect for you that she decided to study you to make sure she always pleads you, and that came off as love to you. Well, of course, but you know, you know, I outside of my mother, you know, and even even in my male counterpart relationships, I've always given more than I've gotten. Period. In my in my life, period. In any relationship, in any capacity, but outside of my mother, she was the first person that gave me just as much or more. As I gave, mm-hmm. it was a foreign, it was foreign territory to me, and okay. so that's why I, I I had never been treated like that ever. Okay, so let, let me say this. Let me say, and, and, uh, Shakina, just so you so you understand, it goes mm-hmm. back to what we were saying about catering and serving. This woman, the, the, his 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 wife, she took the t- she. Took away the titles and took away the the uh, the uh, labels and said, "I just want to I just want to cater to my man I, uh-huh. because he's catering to me. I just want to and I want to give myself to him because he's given to me." And and uh-huh. ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce to you an authentic man. 
We get that. We found just that in case, what he just did. in case you've never seen one, you've never heard one before. Here he is. Here he is. God bless you, sir. And you, what you just said, your your whole testimony, man of God, just gave me hope. I know that I'm doing the right thing right now. Because the well, woman well, that I'm with that's now, the woman, listen, the woman that I'm with right now, she gives to me like nobody has. Like I give, it's like I've never received from anybody, not even, not even family members. You know, I've never received from anybody like I received from her. It, it just, it's just. Uh-huh. My God. Gerald, That's all I got. Well, the best thing about it is, Gerald, and I'll say this. Yeah, the best thing about it is, even though, um, just like the gentleman was saying, it seems like foreign territory, you accepted it. And you know that, okay, yeah. this is real. This is something that I can move on. Because sometimes when love comes to us, and it is almost seem like foreign territory, we get scared and we shy away or we run away, or yes. we say, this, like I said, it's good to be true, uh, but that mm-hmm. you accepted it. And we have to be, one of the most things that I say, just be open to love if you are single. Be open to someone um, approaching themselves. And if it don't work out, that's fine. I mean, that's fine. Well, I mean, don't spill milk about it. You know, you might be hurt for a moment, but you move on, and you still consider yourself to be open to love because uh, there's options. Go ahead. Somebody was about to say something. I, I was, I was going to say this. You know, one of the things that me and my wife discovered early on, because we were in our 40s when we got married. I was 48. She was 40. I was eight years older than she was. So there was a level of maturity there when we got married. <laughs> and so what? But the, right. but the thing about it was we, we, we understood early on, even in disagreements, that we we made the issue the enemy and not each other. We attacked the issue and not each other. Please, say, say, that one like more time. say that one more time. Please just rewind that. Say it one more time. Oh, so he needs, he we would attack the issue. We made the issue the enemy and not each other. We attacked the issue and not each other is what we've done. So, and so it made it very easy for us to get past disagreements. And then, like, for instance, my habit, we both had a couple of bad habits when it comes to discussions. Like, hers was cutting me off. Mine was getting too loud. So whenever we would be in a discussion and one of us would violate the agreement, we would say, you're breaking the agreement, and then we would bring each other back to respect with that. So that's something we practiced like that. Because sometimes I would get amplified, or either I'd be talking and she'd cut me off. But we, we that was a reminder that we did for each other, and it just helped. There was little rules that we had, you know, because we both said when we met each other that we had both been through enough hell Proud to meeting each other. Let's give each other some heaven. So but you know what? You, 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 but you said the key word. You said when you and your wife got together, y'all got together with already a level of maturity. Y'all already had been through enough to learn some things. So when y'all came together, of course, there's still going to be, you know, some some learning perspective. Uh, but you still guys had a level of maturity. And I thank, I thank you for bringing that to our attention because, you know, I'm a finance consultant. I have my own finance company, and, and my job mm-hmm. is to go into corporations and help streamline and pipeline their finance department. Mm-hmm. And one thing I yes, always yes. go in the company saying first, I said, listen, when I come in in partnership with you all, I'm not the enemy. I'm not coming to take y'all job. I don't need y'all job. I got contracted to make y'all job better. But the number one thing I say to them is 
I am about to attack y'all process, not the person. So if I'm right. coming at you about X, Y, and Z, it's not about what you're doing wrong. You got a process that you're doing that you learned somewhere that's not working for the company. So I always right. tell them, keep in mind, I'm always focused on the process and not the person. So when I come right. at them in a way that they're like, well, she's trying to no, they they're able to remember, no, my process is wrong. I've learned something wrong, or I haven't developed to learn something I need to learn that's right. And I think with relationships, mm-hmm. we need to focus on it's a process. We all grew up in different backgrounds. You're a complete stranger. I'm a complete stranger. We weren't raised in the same family. I cannot expect you to know things that I think you should know by this age. You had your own process, and I had my own. So if you have a mm-hmm. level of maturity to understand that portion, then mm-hmm. marriages will last longer. Relationships yeah. will last longer because you're going to take it as a personal attack. But we would know. We have right. to figure out what your process was, what's mine, and let's together create our process that will work for both of us. And that's what it sounds like this young man did, and I just commend you for it. Well, yeah, it Thank was, you it so was, much. Uh, you know, um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I, uh, I wish that... Uh, it lasted only. It only lasted two and a half years, but it was the best two and a half years of my entire fifty-three years on this planet right now. You know, she she um, mm-hmm. you know, the, in in the book, I talk about. She wrote me a letter. She passed away November first of two thousand and eighteen. When she passed away, we had sent her to the uh, uh, immunotherapy center in Tijuana, Mexico. I I stayed back and I paid for one of the sisters to go because we could not take her son out of school for three weeks. So I stayed back and she, she passed away while she was there. She didn't make it back. But when she passed about three months after she passed away, there was a, there was a, uh, there was a binder that we had that we had all our important papers in. And my wife knew me so well that she knew that I would, Looking at Binder, but when her when she passed away, I was still the legal guardian of her son, even though he had moved back to Connecticut, where they were from with his sisters, and they ended up having legal custody. But when the Social Security contacted me because he was eligible for Social Security because he was still a minor, and with his mother passing, I looked into that binder and she had moved all those papers out of there. She left a letter. Now she died November first. The letter was dated July fifth, two thousand eighteen. It was a goodbye letter. Yeah. Wow. I didn't find it I didn't yeah. find it until January of two thousand nineteen. But my wife knew she was gonna die and she had accepted it. And so, you know, I wow. I can look back on things that she had been saying, you know, up that led up when until she passed. As a matter of fact, while she was there, the day that she passed away, I knew she was dead before they called me. I felt her leave. Because the right, doctor right. called me the day before, the doctor called me the day before, and he said, "Mr. Easley, we're going to have to send your wife back. We can't do anything else for her. She's going to pass away, so you need to get her home as soon as you can." So they were preparing to come back home, and Sister Nadine, which is the sister that went with my wife to her sister while she was there, called me while I was at work, and she said, "Brother Ivan, Sister Mary went to the restroom. She fell in the floor, and she's not getting up. She's moaning." And I said, well, put her, put her ear to the phone so I can talk to her. And I said, baby, get up so they can get you to the hospital. And I said, I love you. And she mumbled back, I love you. They got her to the hospital. She died five and a half hours later. But I was at home by this time. I was at home. And I was pacing the floor, you know, waiting for updates. And I stopped in the middle of the floor. 
And I said, oh, my gosh, you don't. But this is before the call came, though. About 10 minutes later, the call came. Mm-hmm. I knew she I knew she was gone. That's how well that's how I know that was my soulmate. I felt her leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in well, the book I, thank I talk you so about so much that. for sharing with us. I thank you so much for sharing. As a uh as a widow myself, my husband passed away sixteen years ago. Um, there will yes, be a ma'am. journey that you take. Um, and writing oh, yeah. a book or writing your thoughts or writing your feelings is, is, is basically step one. Like I wrote a book but I didn't publish it because it was my thoughts at that time and I had a a, a small kid Um, so all those things will occur um, you know when it comes to taking time for yourself and grieving because just like you um, Mm -hmm. I felt like oh my god this this guy was the guy you know um, will I find someone else and you will even even we don't we don't we don't consider it to be age because we we have to keep ourselves open to love because all the love that you have it should be given you know what i'm saying it mm-hmm. should be shared it, you will be cheating mary out of loving someone else you know or giving your your yourself to someone else so I hope that's mm-hmm. something that you decide to do. Um, you know, if you have to take a moment, take a moment. I know it's been what maybe a year or two, um, but you, you know, take your time. For your, you know, yeah, um, for your, for yourself. Um, but if it takes you know longer, let it be that. But just make sure that you go through that process. Um, and even if you need help. Um, there are a lot of different places that do have some type of grieving ministry because sometimes we'll feel like we're okay. For a whole mm-hmm. year, I felt like two years, I felt like oh, okay, and then then the bottom fell down. I was like, oh God, I thought I was doing well because I was a strong person, determined. I know I had to get a lot of stuff in order, do this, this, and sometimes when you're that way, you're you're very high. You have a very high energy. So allow mm-hmm. yourself to 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 share your emotions, or if you have to talk it out with someone, allow that to mm-hmm. happen. One of the things that I emphasize to people is is love people while you have them. Give them their flowers while they live. You know, say what you got to say right. while they live because when they're gone, you can't say it no more. It's You know, you can't say it no Absolutely. more. You, so, you know, I, I, you know I, I, I emphasize to people, to you know, to when somebody's gone, you, you whatever you didn't get a chance to do, Whatever you didn't get a chance to say, you're not going to never get a chance to do it with that particular person. And then you realize at the end of the day, all the stuff that you think was that you thought that bothered you, all the stuff that you thought that you was aggravating you, you would love to have those aggravations right now. You know, and I, I counsel, I do marriage counseling sometimes, and I talk to the couples about some of the things that I miss. My wife used to stand at the door. I, I do manual labor for a living. I have a tree removal service. So I do manual labor. And in the summertime when it's real hot, that woman would meet me at the door with a cool drink in one hand and a cold rag in the other to wipe my face every day mm-hmm. when I come home. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do nothing but yeah, come in and sit down. She would make we, – we, we had custody of her nephew for a minute, and she would make them boys be quiet. She would tell them, look, either cut the music down, cut it off, or put your earphones on or, or you know, but, and lower your voice because Ivan is at home. And and she would shut it down in the house when I came. I didn't have to do nothing but come in and sit down. Yeah, every day. So that's why I worked so hard. And I, when I would leave, I'd be ready. I would, when I would leave to go to work, I would be excited about coming back home every day mm-hmm. because of the way you know it was. That's well, how we worked with each other. Much. We took good care of each other. 
So, yeah, I thank you for allowing me to speak. Yeah, well, thank you so much. And make sure to join us every Thursday here at 9 o'clock Eastern time. Um, Join us. We have great discussions. Uh, Make sure you tell a friend about us. And if we, if you look on our page, I'm on social media, um, Table Talk mm-hmm. Media. You will see our names. You can contact any one of us if you have, uh, well, you say you're a counselor. If you need some counseling yourself, um, we would mm-hmm. appreciate that. All right? Well, thank you so much. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank I you. do have one last, yeah, one last caller. Um, caller with your phone number ending in 9962. Um, do you have a comment or something you'd like to say? Uh, yes, I do. Um, I just um, wanted to say I like the uh, conversation um, that I'm listening to right now. I've been uh, tears a little bit from the guy that actually just spoke about, um, you know, losing his loved one. Um, 2018, mm-hmm. I lost my daughter's father. We weren't together, but, you know, co-parenting. You know, um, it, it it just brought me to tears a little bit about what he was talking about. Um, um, but I just had a question, um, you know, on the floor, if anybody can answer this. The thing is, is that I'm a single mom now. I'm a single mom now. Um, and um, my issue with meeting guys, I know Lou actually, um, personally I know Lou, He's my good friend, but um, what he said, I just wanted to say uh, my issue, and I don't know why this is, but, you know, when I do meet a guy or whatever, we're talking, whatever, whatever, um, he'll actually, you know, present, you know I mean? Oh, hey, so when where can I come over to your house? Or when are you going to come over to my house? You know, and it's like, uh, you know, and I do have the 90-day, 30-day rule, and what mm. said, you know, it's like, you know, I do put the boundaries up because I want to actually get to know that person a little bit more. But my issue is, is that when I do meet a nice person, he's very nice, blah, blah, but about, like, the 30th day, it's like, okay, so when are you coming by my house? When are I'm going to come over your house? And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> you know, how come I can't just get to know you? And, and get the friendship going. Why does it have to be that way? Why can't we just get to know each other, blah, 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 and just go out to eat, go out, have a good time, whatever, like that, get to know me as a person. Like the um, gentleman said, the four seasons, get to know me in all my seasons, you know. And it's an issue on my point. Yeah. Huh? I want to answer your question. This is Tanisha speaking, and one of the gentlemen okay. – or Shakina can um, chime in. Um, I've been a single parent for 16 years, something that I didn't expect to be. Like I said, my husband had passed away. Um, so the dating thing, um, I didn't do for a long time. And then when I decided to, to date, it was that question, come to my house, whatever. When it transitions to coming to my house or coming to your house, that's saying that let's have sex, plain and simple. You know, right, um, right, right. That's, that's, that's saying, do you, do you want to have this invitation to go there, and and just like you say, you may not be on that, on that, on that, on that wave, but that's where your communication comes in to them. Hey, listen, that's not what I'm looking for. Um, you know, that's when you can decide if you want to go further with that relationship or friendship or not. Because if you waiting after these amount of weeks to feel like you know conquer or or have some achievement of of getting me in in your bed or my bed, it's not going to work if that's not what you want. 
Now, if that's yeah. what you want, that's totally different. But if that's not what you want and you wanting to say, hey, uh, not necessarily a 30 or 60-day rule, but I just want to take my time, if it's a guy who's, who's willing for you to take your time and he really likes you, that's something that he would do. But if he's just saying, you know, hey, let, let's do this, let's try this because he want to see how it is or, or just curious, you know, and all those things, um, and that may not be for you because then that become a pressure. That become a thought right. in your mind. You know, it become like a stressor. You know, do I have to right. do this? You start thinking like you're a teenage. Do I need to do this? Do I have to do this? No, you don't have to do that. You know, you don't have to do that. And then a lot of times also, like you say, you're a single parent. I'm not bringing you to my house. I'm, I'm, I'm 48 years old now, and I'll tell you right now, no one comes to my house, period. 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 Right. I'm going to say it again. Period. <laughs> I will meet you out. You will not come to my house. You will not come right. to my door. And that's just how I am. Now, anybody else can be different. They can pick you up from the house. Whatever the case may be, I will meet you. I will meet you until we have been, because I, I don't want to expose you to my daughter. You understand what I'm saying? I don't. So for, for a long time, to, you know, I'll meet you out. Right. And I also want to say, too, it's like a story, actually. Actually, I was talking to somebody back in when I graduated in 97 or whatever like that. I, I know him, you know. And then all of a sudden, recently, before my daughter's father uh, passed away in 2017, I met up with this person back in high school. And I thought maybe, okay, I can give him a second chance or whatever, right? He came at the time I was living in Atlanta, Georgia. So he came all the way from New York all the way to Atlanta, Georgia to see me. Okay, he has family in Austell, Georgia. Not a problem, so he stayed there or whatever. And it was in May, actually. And my birthday is September. So we, we, whatever like that, whatever like that, went out. I never went to his house, whatever, whatever. The thing was mutual. And then all of a sudden he calls me and goes, oh, he calls me like about July. Oh, so I got a, um, I booked us a hotel in August. And, yeah, so a seven-day hotel in August and blah, blah, and, and uh, yeah. So I said, I said, why would you book a hotel in August and my birthday in September? And if, I, if you do the math, it's like three months, like 90 days. Like I did the math, May and August, you know what I mean? So I'm like, why is he such in a rush to come back and see me, you know? And he said, yeah, so this time when I come in August, I got us a hotel, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm coming in next week and blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, wow. And I said, well, I'm not even off. So he was like, okay, so what time do you get off? I said, 10 o'clock. And he said, okay, perfect. So when you get off from work at 10 o'clock, just come by and see me. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, that's not going to happen. I said, because when I get off from work, I'm going home to my daughter. Oh, but she's 17. I said, I understand that, but it doesn't matter how old she is. I come home to my daughter, get her sister, you know what I mean? So I said, you know what, I'm not going to keep going back and forth with you. You, have, you take care. And he booked his hotel room, right. all that. The thing was already filled in. So he came to Atlanta for nothing. And I said, you know what? You know, I, I just didn't know the reason for that. And I get that all the time. And I said, you know what? If I have to be single for the rest of my life, I have to be single. Because I meet guys that well, like that all the time. All the time I meet can I, can like I, can I help? Can I help you out, my sister? Uh, because yeah. you, sound like an intelligent, <laughs> you, you sound like an intelligent woman that, that uh, will be able to take this. You've got, and, and I'm, and this is all out of love, but you've got to. Uh, I think Shakina, I mean uh, uh, Tanisha, touched on it uh, just briefly, but you've got to, from the jump, let the man know what you're looking for and what you're not looking for. So okay. I mean, and I mean from the jump, and and I would even suggest, uh, as Lewis has said. Don't even put in place a 30- to 90-day rule. Take okay. that away. 
because in it, because when you put that 30-day rule or 90-day rule in there, then they were like, okay, that that puts for men who who only have that in their mindset, uh, they 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 put that puts in their mind, okay, I got to be on my best behavior for 90 days. And well, that's after what they 90 days, if I, when I say that, they'll say, I'm not talking right. to them. That's okay. <laughs> right. So and, so to weed that out from the beginning and not waste 90 days of your life, what you have to do is from right. the jump go in and say, listen, this is what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for to have sex. I'm not looking to be your booty call. I'm, I got, I'm a grown woman with a, uh, with a 17-year-old child, and I'm looking for somebody that's, that wants something real. I'm looking for marriage. I'm, this is what I'm looking for. I'm waiting for my husband, my Boaz, to come and find me. Are you him? Right. If you're not him, move right. around clown. Period. <laughs> and let me let me say Period. this. Not, this is not advice. This is not advice for her Period. at all. This is not advice for her at all. But I want to say this to you. I commend you for being a woman of standards. Because the mm-hmm. example that I am seeing with some women, they will compromise just say they got a man. I want to commend you for saying I have standards and I'm willing to wait to find that right one that meets my standards. So well done to you. Stay the course is what I want to say. Thank you, thank you. And I want to thank everybody, and I want to thank our listeners for calling in and all the, all the other listeners. Thank you guys for listening. And um, like I said, we're here every Thursday at 9 p.m., Relationship 204. And why 204? Because one-on-one is basics, and relationships can be complicated. Um, and as I said, if you have any questions, comments, or if you have any suggestions, you guys can write us at relationship204 at gmail.com. You can also follow us on social media, um, on Facebook, that's Table Talk Media. You can follow that, look for Table Talk Media, um, and you can see our names and our faces. If you want to follow us, you'll be able to do that as well. I want to thank you guys for listening to Relationship 204, and you guys have a great night. And I'm going to end this song. I thought this was a great song. It's a song by Anthony Hamilton, Coming Where I'm From. I think it's such a man song. I don't know, guys, but I, I love it. I think it's such a, a deep man song, like, coming from where I'm from. And, you know, yeah. like, men, you, like, feel it, feel my pain or whatever. Um Finally, a song for the men. Finally, a song for the men. All right, guys, you guys have a great night. And thank you both. Um, and also, the gentleman I didn't get his name. Um, thank you guys for listening. You guys have a wonderful night. Good night. This is. Got time and a story to tell. Started when I was nine years old. Woke up and daddy was gone. I started hustling and they couldn't tell me nothing Running in the hood trying to be somebody My soul was on empty I was searching for something Tried to be good Tried to keep from trouble Living too fast Trying to make